Hi there, everybody. This is Carol Huber-Sanic, and I know it's been a while. It's been too long, as a matter of fact, and I'll tell you the truth. I even considered not continuing to do these podcast shows. We had a health emergency in this house, and my husband had some heart issues and eventually had to have bypass surgery, and that basically knocked me on the butt. Knocked him on his, too, but I mean, seriously, when you are doing nothing but going back and forth to a hospital that's hundreds of miles away and, you know, hovering over somebody who is almost dying and thankfully didn't, it takes a toll. I liken it to, well, being in battle because he had to battle for his life, as did the doctors and the nurses and those who cared for him, besides moi. But I decided in bringing the show back that I would do an episode every three to four weeks. I feel that's good. That works for me in my work schedule. So here we are. It's Memorial Day. Yes, it is. It's May 29th, 2017. And it's Memorial Day here and in the world. And it's a sad day for many. I think people forget the meaning of Memorial Day. And I'm going to go into that a little bit before I read my father's home letter. Did I say that right? No. My father's letter home that he wrote on Decoration Day, as they called it then. And now for your listening pleasure. Memorial Day is a day where many people celebrate the beginning of the summer season. They're not as lucky as I am where I live in Florida and we have summer almost year-round, you know. But it also means something very different to a lot of people. That's what a Memorial Day is all about. It's about remembering and honoring those who gave the most precious gift, their lives, so that we could be free and we could have a day like this to celebrate and to remember that we owe them, possibly our lives. Memorial Day was originally known as Decoration Day, a day when the graves of Civil War soldiers were cleaned and decorated. General John A. Logan of the Grand Army of the Republic first observed the holiday in 1868 when he declared the 30th of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country. The 1868 celebration was inspired a lot by previous observances of the day in towns across America. Several northern and southern cities claimed to be the birthplace of Memorial Day. Naturally, the conflict continued. But in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the official birthplace of Memorial Day. By the late 1800s, many American communities had begun to celebrate Memorial Day, and after World War I, observances began to honor those who had died in all of America's wars. Remember the poppy? Yeah. After World War I, the red poppy became synonymous with Memorial Day. All over the world, people wear poppies or place them on graves to honor soldiers who died during their nation, or during serving their nation, I'm sorry, during war. 
1971, Memorial Day was declared a national holiday to be celebrated on the last Monday of every May. Most Americans are familiar with the major wars. Now, we have the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, the Mexican War, the Civil War, oh goodness, the Spanish-American War, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Persian Gulf War, and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But if you think of those killed in minor conflicts, and minor, I would put quotes around, quotation mark, opening, minor, quotation mark, closing, minor, yes. Examples of the lesser-known actions range from the Franco-American Naval War, which was 1798 to 1800, and to the tragedy of the USS Cole. No American death is too insignificant to remember when that life was lost in the service of one's country. In December 2000, the National Moment of Remembrance resolution was passed in Congress. Even I didn't know about this, and I'm sad that I did not know. And for the past 17 years, at 3 p.m. local time each Memorial Day, all Americans should voluntarily and informally observe in their own way a remembrance and a moment of respect and pause from whatever you're doing for a moment of silence or listening to taps. You know, you can also commemorate Memorial Day by visiting your local cemetery and placing flags and flowers on the graves of those who served. Or fly the U.S. flag at half-staff. Now, there's something else I didn't know. On Memorial Day, you should be flying the flag at half-staff. Or just educate yourselves about the great sacrifices that so many soldiers made for our wonderful country and for the safety of this world. So I'm thinking about how I always read a letter home from my dad. And I seriously get to know him a lot better. I started rifling through letters that had postmarks somewhere around Memorial Day way back then, you know, way back then. And I found one, finally, I had to read about six or seven, and you're going to have to forgive the crinkling of the paper because um, the Army stationery was like onion skin. It's really, you know, thin, and it crinkles. It makes noise. The postmark on this one from the U.S. Army Postal Service was May 31st. So yeah, it took a little while to find, and I enjoyed reading letters out of sync. When, when I come back to doing these episodes, I'm going to go back to reading the letters in the order that he wrote them. So I opened this letter, and right at the top where the date normally is, my dad wrote Decoration Day. That's what they called it then. He said, hello, honey. Good evening, sweetheart. Back again to write a few more words of what's what in the ETO. ETO, I'm going to assume E is for European, T is for theater. O, I have to look that one up. And if somebody wants to share that with me, please feel free. There really is nothing much new to write about, but I'll try to make this letter as interesting as possible. This morning, our ball team, their ball team, I love it, their ball team played a game with another ball team, and what a game that was. We had so much fun. There was so much laughter, and there was just so many crazy antics on the field, but we won 10 to 4. 
Then we had a grand. Now, when my father describes a meal as grand or puts the word grand in front of something, it's something he really likes. Then we had a grand pork chop meal. Yeah, Dad loved pork chops. Mm -hmm. And then we laid down until the whistle blew. Then a few details, and all in all, it was a very easy day. After supper, I took a shower, shaved, and cleaned up. And I spent an hour or so drinking beer upstairs where I had three very important letters to read. I had six letters in all. Two were from home, one from Mary, and the rest from you. Mom and Dad wrote about spending Mother's Day at your home, and they both say that they had a wonderful time. Mom seemed tickled pink with her gift, and they sent thanks. Sweetheart, when you receive this letter... Your birthday will probably have passed. Now, see, I have no way of knowing if it had, but I'm guessing it took, obviously, over a week because these letters had to come on ships. And my mother's birthday was June 6th. I'm sorry, sweetheart, that I'm not able to get you anything at the present time. I'll most certainly make it up to you, though, when we meet again, or whenever, or wherever. I may be able to put something that would be worth sending to you. How does it feel to be an old lady, hun? thinking my mother probably wanted to just, well, stick her tongue out at him comes to mind. Or are you just 18? Just as I'm 24. If he's writing this when he's 24, which is, I'm trying, I have to think about that one. Then that would make her 22. My father was born in, let me think about that, 1918. 28, 38. No, he was a little older than 24. <laughs> Sitting here going, yeah. I'd expected Glenn and Naomi to be married. These are their best friends. But still, when I read about it in your letter, it still came as a pleasant shock. You mentioned it before, but still, it came so suddenly, like I had to pinch myself to see if I was dreaming. I know it makes me wonder about Glenn and Naomi. <laughs> This is then, that was now. I know. Let me rephrase that. That was then, this is now. And what stays, or what happens in Cleveland stays in Cleveland? I don't know. I guess that the entire family had quite a time at Marion's, the night of the farewell for Bob. I'll bet it was the same old story, just as it is in case of every reunion. Okay. My Aunt Marion was a bit of an interesting soul. She was my dad's aunt also. Uh, very Hungarian. Very meddlesome, very pain in the buttski at times. And I'm sure her son, Bob, was probably kind of happy to have a farewell party and go away for a while because she could get on your last darn nerve. That's what my father was alluding to. I came upstairs early this evening and I turned on the radio just in time to catch the memorial service for the boys from the 9th Army. Who, let me change a page here. Who died over here? The service was held at the Ninth Army Cemetery in Holland. When I was in Holland last week, now there's a big surprise to me. I had no idea my father was in Holland. I mean, he was in Germany when he was writing these letters. They were rebuilding Germany. The war was over. But, you know, it's the fact that he was at the Holland Cemetery. Now I know so much more about my dad and why he didn't talk about things. 
let's see, where was I? When I was in Holland last week, and I, I saw the place, and it's really beautiful. The service was very nice, and perhaps you'll see pictures in the paper about it. Heard Bob Hope just a while ago, and he's as good if, as ever, if not better. I haven't sent the package as yet. I have to make a box to hold these various knickknacks that I'm sending, and as I'm a very poor carpenter, I find that it's a very difficult job. I don't know what these knickknacks were. I wish. I wish I had found them. I wish I had them. Well, lover mine, I guess I've just about hit the end of my rope for now, so I find that I'm closing another letter to you, sweetheart, with all my love and kisses to you who mean more to me than anything else in the world. Give my best to the folks, and may I always remain your loving husband, Willie. Could my dad write letters or what? Holy mackerel, I get two bumps. Your letter today, sweetheart, in a P.S., was a godsend as I was feeling mighty low. Happy birthday, hon. I'm going to guess that he was feeling low, missing my mother's birthday, A. B, listening to the memorial service, for the Ninth Army. So I decided to do some digging and see what I could come up with. And I found this. I'm going to read it to you. It's from Wikipedia. The cemetery has a rich historical background lying near the famous cologne Boulogne Highway, originally built by the Romans and used by Julius Caesar during his campaign in the area. The highway was also used by Charlemagne, Napoleon, and Kaiser Wilhelm II. In May 1940, Hitler's regions advanced over the route of the old Roman highway, overwhelming the Low Countries. And in September 1944, the German troops once more used the highway for the withdrawal from the countries occupied for four years. There are beautiful pictures of it. I highly recommend you look it up. It's called the World War II Netherlands American Cemetery and Memorial. And it's in the village of Mark Breiten east of Maastricht, in the most southern part of the Netherlands, and it's administered by the American Battle Monuments Commission. So I was scrolling through this because I had no idea how many people were even buried there. Uh, seriously, and I was shocked to find that there are over 8,000, 8,000 American soldiers. That just blew my mind. The walls on either side of the Court of Honor contain the tablets of the missing. There's 1,722 American missing who gave their lives in service of their country and who rest in unknown graves. Beyond the chapel and tower is the burial area, which is divided into 16 plots. And here are where 8,301 American dead, most of whom lost their lives nearby, are buried. Their headstones are set in long curves. In a wide, tree-lined mall leads to the flagstaff, which crowns the crest. Each year on Memorial Day, the dead are commemorated. In 2005, President Bush attended a large, solemn meeting marking the first time an American president visited the cemetery. And this is a quote from the speech he gave. On this peaceful May morning, we commemorate a great victory for liberty. And the thousands of white marble crosses and stars of David underscore the terrible price we pay for that victory. For the Americans who rest here, Dutch soil provides a fitting home. It was from a Dutch port that many of our Pilgrim Fathers first sailed for America. It was a Dutch port that gave the American flag its first gun salute. It was the Dutch who became one of the, most, of the first foreign nations to recognize the independence 
of the new United States of America. And when American soldiers returned to this continent to fight for freedom, they were led by a president, Roosevelt, who owed his family name to this great land. There you have it. There's your little bit of history for today, a little bit of trivia, and a lot of thinking about those who laid down their lives for us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with a new show. Well, there you have it. I'm really happy to be back. I wish I could do more of these shows more often, you know, but it takes a lot of research. And I really think that when you're doing a show in the genre of history, that sometimes once every three to four weeks is probably enough. You know, if I get busier, I'll get busier and I'll do more. I mean, if I get busier <laughs> doing research and looking up wonderful stories about World War II, I would do more. I can't wait to see the movie Dunkirk. That's coming out soon. Don't you love the fact that there's a lot of movies still being made about World War II? It just goes to show you how important that piece of history is in maintaining the peace that we must maintain these days. I'll be bringing you the CC Otto interview soon, probably next. I spoke with her the other day, and we're dividing her interview into two parts. She toured the country singing songs from the era of World War I and World War II, and we're going to talk about that. She's a lot of fun. I highly recommend that you listen to those. In the meantime, I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day and that you were able to spend some time remembering what this day is all about. <laughs>